Frozen, the newest hit musical from Disney on Broadway, is celebrating its one-year anniversary with sensational special effects, stunning sets and costumes, and powerhouse performances. It's a Broadway experience like no other. Frozen makes a great date night and is even Bachelor-approved. Colton took Cassie on their first real date, and they had a night to remember. If you would like to do this with your special someone or family member or kids, whomever, visit frozenthemusical.com slash podcast for a special offer and get your tickets today. Welcome to Bachelor Party. We will not be discussing The Bachelor. We will not be discussing Colton's ignorant comments about menstruation. Oh, no. What do you do? He said it was gross that women, like, have underwear that have that has, like, gotten stained by menstruating. He's just, like, a child. Like, seriously. It's just, like, come on, man. I, maybe many men are disgusted by it, but, like... I don't know. He's just not been a lot of women, obviously. Guy seems pretty <laughs> estranged from female anatomy. I didn't even mention who was here. This is Chris Ryan. Hey, What's Chris up? Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, he, you know, claimed that he had, like, done a lot. He, he went with the everything but excuse, basically. Sure. Yeah. But My girlfriend at camp. There's, yeah. Not, not a lot to um, prove that, really. So... He sucks. I'm so over him. And then Cassie's obviously over him, too. That's a ticking time bomb. Whatever. We're not going to talk about it. We're going to talk all bravo, baby. I've been super lame, lamer than usual. I've been spending a lot of time at home, and therefore I'm really caught up on bravo. We're going to talk Vanderpump with Chris Ryan in one second. And then we're having our good pal Lauren Zima call in, and she doesn't know this, but we're going to be talking both (laughs) Real Housewives of New York, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and new fan favorite Mexican dynasties. Oh, yeah. They've been advertising that during Vanderpump. Mexican Dynasties is really good. It's kooky. It's so kooky. It's got some Mexican Jews on it, too, which, you know, I love. (laughs) Um, But first, let's talk Vanderpump Rules, my favorite show. Chris, why did you start watching this show? Because I was on a flight, and I got hooked on a marathon that they were showing on Bravo. It's not because I said I didn't respect people who don't watch it. We talked about this. You were on The Watch. You talked about this. I was like, I was intimidated by that. I did feel like, ultimately, you and I can play certain trump cards with one another. Where it's like, you you have to watch this. Yeah. And while you never explicitly said that to me about Vanderpump, you let it be known that Vanderpump was something of a litmus test for people, for you. The litmus, the Litman litmus test. That's right. And I watched like eight on a flight, and then I've watched it every week since. As a connoisseur of television and host of The Watch, mm-hmm. how would you describe Vanderpump to a Martian? Or a newly returned um, astronaut who just returned to Earth is spending his time near Mars. Uh, that's a good question. I guess it would be like this, the evolutionary step of the soap opera Mm. and a soap opera that, uh, mostly focuses on the, it basically takes like all the peaks of a soap opera episode and crams them into the everyday life of these people. So all the alcoholic outbursts and fights and tears and adventures just get put during the daytime, (laughs) like when they're just hanging out, (laughs) instead of like the season is building to this one party. It's like, what if the parties at Succession just happened all the time? Right. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. I wonder if Vanderpump people watch Succession. I bet they do. I bet one of them does. Yeah, probably probably Stassi and Bo. So who's your favorite couple? Here are the options. I'll remind you. Stassi and Bo. Yeah. Jax and Brittany. Mm Mm-hmm. Carter and and Kristen. That's no one's favorite. I don't even know why I mentioned them. Um, 
Raquel and James. Raquel and James, Tom and Ariana, and Tom and Katie. Right. Uh, I think that I find Bo and Stassi pretty compelling. Yeah. I, we're all really happy. I'm for very Stassi. curious about Adam and Shayna. Oh, uh, yeah. They, they're broken up already, I think. What? Yes. She, when? Like in real life? This is the thing about Shayna. Does Shayna seem remotely normal to you? Like, what's what's your take on her? No, she seems like the between the staying at, she's out in Marina Del Rey now, and between that and like her kind of like, she seems to be keeping everybody at arm's distance. Yeah. Um, I think that... So like, I, it's like good for her to be on the show, but like she doesn't really seem to want to get involved too much with it. Although she was starting some shit. With Lala, with like getting in Kristen's head in Mexico, I guess, right? Definitely. Let's talk Mexico. First of all, would you ever go to Puerto Vallarta? Not anymore. Not <laughs> based on how they showed yeah. it. Yeah. Can you imagine <laughs> staying next to those people? No, I can't. And the partying that they did, I went to Puerto Vallarta last year, like a year and a half ago. It was nice. It was like an easy place to go. Uh-huh. And I enjoyed myself. There's like a boardwalk that reminds me of like Seaside Heights, like Jersey Shore kind of thing, meets. Like spring, like Miami. Okay. And then it's like just along the water. A lot of clubs. A lot of like clubs, but like really, really like gross, like gross beach clubs, I guess. Like, I I don't know why you would go. Right. It was just insane. And they obviously just like went to all of them. The other thing is there's a lot of pharmacies around. Pharmacy, yeah. I could tell. And yeah, I know. I'm just like, I wonder. What were they drinking in baby bottles? I don't think that was Pedialyte or alcohol. Um, was it the morning or the night? I can't remember, honestly. It didn't seem to make Probably a big both. distinction. Probably both. Yeah. Probably at night they use it for alcohol. In the morning they use it for their electrolytes. Stassi's like, I need a, a, a hangover patch. Yeah, and and like these reality stars, one stream of revenue for them is they are um, Instagram like spokespeople for the IV stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's like part of their... There's probably product placement in here that like you're not even like completely aware of. But... um. Their partying was like alarming. Like they're yeah. they're about around my age. Like they're they're around our age, though, from like thirty to forty. And they were drinking from before they get on the flight to Mexico, yeah. and they pretty much drink nonstop throughout. Brittany was jeopardizing her health, but would not not have shots. Right, like that's nuts. I like my favorite drinker was Ariana. Oh, well, tell me why? Because I feel like she was like, I'm gonna black out, and then she did. Yes. Like she kind of just like executed against the plan that I she laid out for that. herself. Yeah, yeah. I relate to that. As a binge drinker, Lala was the one who was like, I don't drink, and then when I do, I get fucked up. Yeah. But Ariana, I felt like it was really funny. Like they got the news about Tom Tom being popular, and she was just like, it's over. Yeah, she just like went for it. Yeah, and I felt like her drunk was the most kind of adorable. Whereas for most of the people there, when they get really, really drunk, that's when like the, it's the Hulk the demon comes out. Yeah, yeah and that's the Stasi fight. Because right? Ariana is kind of hard on the outside in her regular life. She's very guarded. She, I think she's been through a lot emotionally. And when she drinks, she's like, she lets her guard down. She seems a lot more like soft and fun yeah, and like easy doing going. Doing the snow angels thing. Yeah. yeah. I like really love Ariana. I really, I didn't always, but now I really do. I feel, I feel for her. Her and Tom were both so pure. Um, Stassi's thing this season, this did not used to be her thing. Stassi and Jax always fought a lot, uh-huh. but it was just sort of like, um, who can manipul- manipulate each other the most. Mm-hmm. And then she dated this guy, Patrick, who was a radio host, who I think was like pretty mean to her based on what we saw on the show and what they've said. And just sort of like really beat her down emotionally. Not, not no actual abuse, mm-hmm. but just seemed like it was a really bad relationship for her. And now with Bo, they seem so happy. She's so, they're funny together. They seem very real. Bo seems like the most legit, like human. Yes. And that was like a pretty... I mean, I have no idea, but it felt like a very realistic fight that they were having. And it, I also like the fact that lots of times couples will have an argument that 
even the two participants can't quite articulate what it is that's bothering them in the moment. So they're using like all these stand-ins. So basically like Stasi makes Bo be like this adjunct member of this Frankenstein social group that only exists for reality television anyway, which well, is pretty funny. I mean, I'm sure Bo it, it works kind for of Bo resisted, too. but yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, look, like I've given myself over to this world and yet you kind of want to still pull the plug on it at any given point and say, now it's time to go right. back to our room. And even if it's like you orchestrate a skinny dipping party while I'm supposed to be hanging out with these guys or we've been drinking shots all night and we're hanging out and then all of a sudden you're like, I want to go take my contacts out. It's like he's just saying, you keep you keep pulling me back. And then if I resist that at all, you flip out on me. Right. Yeah, and he he's totally cogent. I mean, it all makes sense. And, he, she and he's saying to- this while crying in bed. <laughs> Yeah. I can't tell if she's when she's sober and when she's not sober. Just a funny thing about Sassy. Because she seemed pretty sober at the end of that night. Yeah. The yeah. second the second fight After the club. seemed like yeah. she was with it. And she was just like, no, this is over. But I she has to be drunk for all of those. I think she's learned not to do that on camera. Right. But so she's basically like, I think testing him yeah. to some extent. Like yeah. she seems to be like testing him yeah, because she, she's like, I've dated so many bad the Patrick's guys. Patrick scar tissue is really strong. Yeah. And, they're still together they're, uh, per Instagram. It's amazing tracking the show both like in real time and then wa- going back and watching it. And you can also go back to their Instagram to like see what they were up to when they were filming. It's very weird, but we know who is still together and who is not. And Stassi and Bo still going strong. I'm so happy for them. Okay. I, I was very worried. So what? So Adam and Sheena, Sheena are not together anymore no in real together. life. No. I How do you know that? Not. Um, no sign of him on social media. Okay. And I think she mentioned it somewhere. But it hasn't happened on the show yet. No. Okay. It hasn't. So how do you feel about that when you're watching something and do you don't care about being in the moment? You want it like you don't mind if like you see Tom and Katie fight and Tom's like, I hate the sound of your voice and it's really dramatic. And then like immediately afterwards on the after show, Tom's like, Oh, such a jerk. I felt so bad. We're like, we're so in love. You watched the after show too? I saw like 30 seconds of it oh my God. at the end of uh Incredible. of the DVR recording. Incredible, Chris. Yeah. Wow. Um Tom and Katie, well, they're, they've they've fought the entire time they've been on the show. It just seems like maybe they should reevaluate how they communicate and if they should drink that much. Right. Uh, but, you know, I guess it works for them. So whatever. How many years more of marriage do you think they have? They've got about two or three. I guess it's I mean, the curious thing is like whether it's entirely tied to their, the show. their, their public facing life. Right. Well, they did date before the show. So mm-hmm. hopefully there's like some of a foundation there. But I guess your relationship just must change so much. Like, what happens? Is there a Tom-Tom show after Vanderpump? And then Tom and Tom become, like, the Lisas and bring in a new crowd of people? Yeah, I mean, it's possible. Yes. I think Lisa... So, Lisa um, is now in a feud with all of her Real Housewives castmates. Okay. So, I don't know if she'll really be back on that show. But she has, like, this whole Lisa Vanderpump Industries now. Right. And it's... Yeah, I would watch a Tom-Tom show. And, like, let's get to know the staff of Tom-Tom. Right. Like, who who are the people that look up to Tom and Tom the way that they look up to Lisa? Sure. Like, now it's like an amazing cycle that will just never cease. And putting these two guys in charge. Yes. Is, because Lisa's still... Lisa and her partners are still running the show. Does good, man. I mean, she was in there making the the sort of sun-dried tomato base for, for a special pasta. She gets her hands dirty when she needs to. Yeah. That's why I love Lisa. Brian was just like, the cook was just like, let it rock. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. Lisa- do. <laughs> Lisa's is a shit. So, I love it. Uh, tell me a little bit about... I guess because I'm in such like a zone right now where Killing Eve and Thrones and all these shows are coming back that I'm thinking about things in terms of like overarching narratives and seasons and segments. Like, is there a, is there a season arc to this ep- 
season of Vanderpump that like is it about the opening of Tom Tom and how it changes their relationship this season, or is it just like get fucked up and film it? I think it's both. I think if you ask the producers, they're like this. This season is about the opening of Tom Tom. It's about Jack's growing up. I think it's leading up to their wedding, or right, or Lala dealing with the death of her dad. Yes, yeah, yes, exactly. Those right. are kind of like the three threads. Um, but ultimately, it's just about like what are they doing every day, right? And just like how are they and pretending friends? like we all showed up at this dog grooming place together, yeah. right? Or actually yeah. doing that, but like yes. seven people would never go do that. No, and it, by the way, that's Vanderpump Dogs. It's a it's another thing that Lisa owns. Yeah. Like it's amazing. She just created this like it's like a dollhouse, and these are her dolls, and like they just hang it's out like all Melrose, in the neighborhood. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's like it is truly wild. As as noted on the watch all about um, West Hollywood. They just stay between their boundaries of La Brea to La Cienega and Wilshire to Sunset. And it's it's truly, truly amazing. Is this a good season? Is this a good season? Yeah. It's been a little slow, but the Tom Tom stuff I think is amazing. I bought a Tom Tom t-shirt. I'm really excited. <laughs> I haven't even been to Tom Tom, but Tom Schwartz was like shilling some shirts on his uh, Instagram feed. And I was like, yeah, I'll get one of those. I support Tom Link in Schwartz. the bio? Yeah, link in bio. <laughs> okay. Exactly. And I was like, yeah, I'm all in. Why not? Um, I have some other questions for you. Yeah, sure. What do you think about Billy? She she of the Sunday brunch with Billy. Well, here's one thing I would, I would say is that I don't feel like they do Billy any favors on the show because at least so far from what I've seen, there's never just like Billy doing normal shit. Billy like, doing work. Yeah, Bill, or Billy just like getting lunch and having like a pleasant lunch with somebody right. or like a pleasant drink with somebody. It's always like she's in the center of a storm. Right. So maybe that's her deal. I don't know. Like, uh, but I feel like, you know, they teased for next episode that she's like flips out at Lisa. It seems like every time she's working there, it's like pretty, in, it's pretty tense. Right. Whether she's like coming in for girls night in or doing her brunch thing. And she also seems to be the person who keeps trying to hire James there, right? Yes, she does. She's definitely Team James. I think the Billy stuff is really interesting, and I I really commend the show because Billy, a lot of her story is about being trans Mm -hmm. and and what that has meant and how the whole community has rallied around her. But she's also super flawed. I do not like Billy. I think she seems mean. I think she seems like looking for the fight. Like, Lala obviously went crazy on her, and she shouldn't have. But Billy is like, I think the most complex trans character outside of the television show Transparent on TV. Right. And like, I kind of think it's amazing. Like, I, I talk about it a lot just around the office to anyone who will listen, which is pretty much no one. And, <laughs> and, but I do think it's like really fascinating and one of like the more impressive feats I've seen on television. But you know what I mean, right? Like, I feel like the other characters, like Lala gets scenes where she's just like in the studio yeah. or driving somewhere yeah. or like they're mad that they have to be in traffic or something. Yeah. But Billy only ever seems to be... The lightning rod at sir. I showed up and I'm pissed off and I'm yeah. yelling at somebody and then it's like Billy's not in it. That's true. Which is probably speaks more to like her relationship to the larger cast because they're not trying to get Chipotle with her or right. whatever. And also because she's friends with James. And I think that mm-hmm. like draw they draw a line in the sand over that basically. Like that... that, that because last season... It was a lot more at Billy's transition and like how they were supporting her and like how much that meant to them. And she was and and now she I think I'm just responding to the fact that like it's not just about like let's support Billy all the time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she doesn't get to have like a funny moment with like lighthearted beats playing in the background. Yeah, I thought the Ariana Lala conversation was pretty interesting. Oh, and Ariana confronted her about how she's mean. Well, it's just sort of being I, I think Ariana like walked up to the edge of you're not the only person who's lost a parent. Yeah. And it doesn't give you carte blanche to just kind of flip out at people. Yeah. But backed it off, sort of tried started trying to say like you have to understand what Billy's been through and then started talking about her own experiences and was like, actually, 
now that I'm thinking about it. I, I wish I had been more pissed off. And, or, and Lala was like, I would have torn people's heads off for you. Yeah. I, I think that Ariana seemed like someone who'd been through therapy. Yeah. It, was, it was like, it was like looking for strategies. Like when she, when she was like, when you feel hot head, like come find me and like we'll work through it. Yeah. That was very like CBT. That was what I was saying CBT. to you on the watch. It was like, it does seem like for, for whatever's like wrong with like a lot of the characters, like they do seem very well versed in the like language of yes, therapy. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think also because the, the interviews they do to fill out the show are also sort of like therapy-ish mm-hmm. or they like have to like bring like a self-awareness and assessment of their own behavior and whatnot. So what's the story with Kristen? Kristen Doty, um, original cast member, worked at Sir, dated Sandoval, uh-huh. always a really messy drunk. I honestly don't recall why Lisa hates her, but she is banned from Sir. It's because she always was causing drama. She would like show up drunk. She was like have these fights in the restaurant. She's just like a messy person, bad employee. And I think she's, like, tolerated, but not really that well-liked. I okay. mean, the, the the original crux of the show was that Kristen, Katie, and Stassi were best friends, and they worked at Sir together. And okay. um, Kristen was dating Tom Sandoval, and Stassi was dating Jax, and Katie was dating Tom Schwartz, but he um, was not on the show because he didn't work at the restaurant. And so he, like, would appear, but he wasn't, like, a real cast member. I feel like Kristen's kind of, like, a holdover at this point because she's still friends with them, but... I don't know. I don't, Kristen's life is bleak to me. I it don't, is. Well, where does she go from here? <laughs> I don't know. Just keeps making her t-shirts. I, I, was, I felt bad because like it. I felt like Lala and Sheena were kind of like trolling her a little bit. Yeah, people are not Last nice night, to Kristen. Where they were like, just so you know, like people still say you sleep with James, and like she's trying to have like a fun time. And Last like, year on the Mexico I'm alone, trip, haha. But they're like, yo, by the way, you should be pissed off. Last year on the Mexico trip, that's when that rumor started. I bet it did happen. By the way. Okay. I mean, like that's the pillows, right? Yeah, and like they like were like in the pool late together, and then disappeared a little. The fact they disappeared together—it's just like two people who used to date and are both like pretty sexual and like will do anything when they're drunk. Right. Just like there's a very sl- slim chance they did not have sex last year in Mexico. Okay. I am H O. In case you're wondering. Yeah. Um. Will you continue to watch the rest of the season? Do mm-hmm. you Do you enjoy this show? Yeah, I do. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, great. like it's it's really easy going for me, and it's such a decided like. D- departure from what I usually watch. Totally. It's like, yeah. that's, I, it's the easiest thing to watch when you get home from work. You yeah, just pop, it's super easy. Pop on Bravo. I, it, there's very few things now. I was trying to think of what I was watching the other day where I was like, crap, like now I have to go back and rewatch these two scenes. I think it might have been Twilight Zone or something. But there's so few things because everything is so Easter egged and there's so many different like plot tiers to like, you have to t- keep track of. Yeah. There's very little like, oh, I can walk into the other room and get a bag of chips and then come back in and get the gist of what they're talking about. Yeah, I know. And it's just like, it's easy. It's fun. It's like hanging out with some friends. Yeah. Chris Ryan's always hanging out with a friend when you're here. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. Uh, We're going to give Lauren Zima a call. But first, let's talk about today's sponsors. Own iconic luxury items at unreal values with The Real Real, the leading reseller of authenticated luxury from top designers. Shop from designers like Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Rolex, Cartier, and hundreds more at up to 90% off retail. New arrivals come in daily, and every single item is authenticated by The Real Real's team of experts. In fact, The Real Real employs over 100 brand authenticators, gemologists, horologists, and art curators from around the globe who inspect thousands of items each day to ensure that every item is 100% authentic. Shop and consign women's and men's luxury fashion, as well as fine jewelry, watches, art, and home. 
Shop online, visit one of their stores in Soho or West Hollywood, or visit one of their luxury consignment offices in Chicago, Dallas, Miami, San Francisco, and Washington, D.C. New customers can receive $25 off at checkout. So shop in-store, online, or download the app and get 20% off select items with the promo code REAL. That's therealreal.com, promo code REAL for 20% off select items. Support for today's show also comes from Bare Minerals, creators of clean beauty. Purity in formulation and uncompromising performance have always been the guiding principles of Bare Minerals because they believe that makeup and skincare should make your skin better, not just better looking. This has been the Bare Minerals philosophy since they began the clean beauty revolution in 1995 with their best-selling original foundation, which offers creamy, lightweight, buildable coverage that's naturally luminous. The clean formula is made with only five good-for-skin ingredients, all minerals, including non-chemical SPF protection, makeup so pure you can sleep in it, and it actually improves your skin over time. It's everything your skin needs and nothing it doesn't. For Bare Minerals to be clean without compromise means good-for-skin formulas with proven performance. Like every Bare Minerals product, it's 100% cruelty-free. And better yet, both the original and matte loose powder foundations are available in 30 shades. Upgrade to clean beauty products. Use the foundation finder at bareminerals.com to find your perfect match. First-time customers will get 15% off when you use the promo code BACHELOR. That's bareminerals.com with the promo code BACHELOR for 15% off your first purchase. Bare Minerals, the power of good. And now, friend of the podcast, my co-star from our my my one-time appearance on television, certainly not hers, Lauren Zima. Hi, Lauren. Juliet. Oh, this is a dream here to talk with the Juliet Littman about <laughs> the Bravo. What an absolute pinnacle for me. Thank you for having me. They, of course. I'm so sick of Colton. I was just saying this to Chris Ryan, who was on the show before. Um, I'm just really done with him. I hope he does not get a lot of invites back. I hope he's not on the next season of The Bachelorette or The Bachelor. No appearances and priorities. I just find his post-show shilling and, like, weird commentary about, like, just anything just, like, very off-putting. Okay. You know, I am... Hmm. Gosh. What what do you think? I don't feel the same. Really? Maybe because you've met him. I haven't met him. I think that Colton is giving fans what they want. Like, I think that he's just really kind of digging into exactly what people want to believe about the show, which is that real love can happen. Right. It's the first time we've had that example in a long time. And he and Cassie are just showing it. I don't think that this level of posting about so much like should last for forever. But right now I just think they're, they're really giving people belief. I, I guess, but I don't even think it seems, <laughs> I don't even think it seems like she's into him. It's back like on the show. Wow. Wow. Okay. I'm going to take this in. Okay. Okay. Huh? Just, yeah, consider it. <laughs> let's talk, let's talk housewives. Should we start with Beverly Hills or New York? What are you more excited about? New York. Okay. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> who Question. is your, who is your spirit animal this season? Wow. 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 Mine's Dorinda. My spirit animal is, oh, I see that for you. I really do. Tell me why. <laughs> I just love what last week when Dorinda had Barbara over to her apartment as like 
a guy, the, the setup was that Duran just thinking of renting or selling and she wanted Barbara, the developer, to come take a look. But really, it was a way to talk about Lu- Luann. And she just got like so worked up and emotional that she ended up kicking Barbara out of her apartment, which is really rude. And it kind of made Dorinda mm. look bad. But I ride so hard for Dorinda. I totally get it. Like she's, Luann was truly her friend. And like a lot of the women, I think Barbara included, are treating this like some like some game or like the reality show plot line. But like Dorinda's like literally upset. And like Wilde is insane that she claims that she did not heckle Giovanni. She heckled. We saw it. She seems like legitimately upset about this whole thing and uncomfortable with it. And I, I feel for her. And I think I would be in the same spot. I, I would feel defensive and hurt and upset. Oh, yes. She absolutely heckled. I completely agree. And I adore Dorinda because even though she's been on the show for a couple of seasons now, and she has had a glow up, which I really appreciate. Yes, she looks good. One season on TV, yes, people see themselves and they think, oh, wait, hold on. Here's what I need to do differently. And she's had quite a glow up. She has not had a show up. And by that, I mean, Dorinda is still herself. Yes even on this show and you feel her very raw, real emotions and she serves whether it's anger and she's so drunk that she has to be closed captioned or whether she is in tears. It's, it really is something. And also I feel like she's the most honest. I feel like she's very honest about her, about John. I feel like she's honest about who she is. I mean, I wouldn't say she's lying about the Giovanni thing, but I just don't think she thinks she did anything wrong. Well, what I love about New York is that we are witnessing women experience very real things to have experienced very real things. And by that, I mean, New York digs in. And that's why I'm always so excited to talk about it. Because as much as a reality show has to be produced on New York, they are giving us arrest, rehab, divorce, death, like all this really real stuff and really digging into it. And Dorinda is one who puts it all on the table. She cries, she screams, she does all those things versus say Beverly Hills, I mean, we don't really hear much about the real lives of the women no, on Beverly Hills, even though we're watching them on a reality show. We don't. We're going to talk about Beverly Hills in a second, particularly Denise Richards, yes. whom I love. But <laughs> who's your spirit animal? Spirit I cut you animal. off. Oh, no. I was glad to hear Dorinda. And again, I see that for you. Mine is unequivocally Sonia Morgan. I knew you were going to say that, because... Lauren. I knew it. <laughs> Oh no, why? What does it say about me? Because she's like fun. She'll just like, she'll just like get down. She'll, and I just feel like you will too. You'll just go with it. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, she is a little bit of a wackadoo. She, you know, here's why I love Sonia is because it's kind of like how there are a lot of great 80s songs that are about heartbreak, but got a good beat. That's how Sonia is. It's like, even when she's upset, she's still bopping along, having a good time at the party. You know why in the Hamptons, everybody's calling Sonia to hang out? Because they all want to hang out with her. Because no matter what, she's always a good time. It's true. She said years ago. And I mean, she's serving us bizarre hair moments this season. Oh my God. What's happening with her hair? What's happening in her hair? No, I don't know. It's a lot of extensions that she doesn't totally know how to style. I love it. Everything about her, even the way she enters a room is masterful to me. She'll walk in and say something weird. I mean, that's the thing about these women, right? This show does not get enough credit. Like we could watch them steal lobster in a, re- in a reusable bag. And it's absolutely fascinating. It's, it's really, it's really true. And then all the Bethany stuff is like a whole other level of like Bethany's 
fiance apparently just died. And like, we're watching her grieve. We've been through so much with Bethany. It's crazy. I, I actually have to say, I've been really been enjoying her vibe this season. I think it could take a turn because we know that we're going to get Bethany screaming at Luann. Life is not a cabaret. That's true. What do you think of Luann's vibe though? I, because I'm not into it. I do not care for Luann anymore. Mm-hmm. It's tough. The thing is, I love all of them, but I'm, I think Luann's getting too big of a head too quickly. Luann she, drinking the soup at the soup kitchen was unacceptable. That made me, that, that made me wild. really angry. That is not okay. And the fact that she was like willing to do that on camera, it's like, Luann, you are doing state ordered community service because you were sent to jail. Like, what are you doing, girl? It was a sight to behold. Yes, it, it, it's, I think she is, and I don't want to judge someone who's struggling with addiction, and I've had addiction issues in my own family with people very close to me, but, you know, I, I do think she just has to be careful. She's had ups and downs, and I, I get a bit of a sense of overconfidence from her now, and, you know, she's going to go on and do these cabaret shows, it's going to be chaotic, and... I don't know. I also think she's being too hard on Dorinda, which I don't like. I, I agree. think she used to forgive her. What's she so mad about? The, the heckling? So much. Is she just mad about the I heckling? That seems to be it. And it's like, Luann, you have put these women through so much in terms of how much support you've needed from them. Have a little forgiveness. And I think Barbara is just relishing that she's the one on Luann's side during all this. Oh, my God. And yes. kind of holding it over Dorinda's head and she's the inside, you know, man on it. And I really am not a fan. How bizarre was that conversation we had at that dinner where Barbara said, there's just no way this is true. She said that she had power of attorney over Luann. There's no way that's true. And if it is true, it's really weird. Really weird. How could someone not in your family have power of attorney over you via a phone call? It was nonsensical to me. It's, uh, the anecdote about Luann calling people asking for $6 million is really funny. <laughs> well, that's the thing about New York, right? They will give us more at one dinner than other seasons in Beverly Hills I'm gl- <laughs> will I'm, give us. I'm glad to hear you say that you that it's your one of your favorite seasons or it's your favorite cast or one of them because I love it so much, but I'm so biased because I'm from New York that I'm just like, yeah, these are my people. But I really do think it is so much better than most. I mean, I love Beverly Hills, New York. I don't watch Atlanta as much, but I I acknowledge Atlanta as as probably the best. And so like for number two, I think it's New York, but you know, I've heard Dallas is really good too, although I don't watch that one. It is. Yeah, I mean, New York's my favorite. I just think if you look at story and plot, they have given us more than any other franchise has. Uh, if you just compare these seasons, like New York and Beverly Hills, all that we have on Beverly Hills is one controversy over a dog. Oh, my God. And already on New York, we've got a, a woman with an addiction issue demanding millions of dollars from her <laughs> friends who had to intervene, a death. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, again, absolutely Also. What about uh, Dorinda, my girl, texting a Tyler Perry quote to try to Uh, smooth things over? (laughs) That's like maybe one of the most underrated moments of 2019 so far. The comedy that they deliver. If you had asked me to bet my life, I would have said that, I mean, they were building it up. Like, you know how I knew it was going to be something ridiculous? Ramona seemed so confident that she thought it was a good text and she thought it was a great idea. I'm like, well, Ramona thinks it's a great idea. It has got to be absolutely cuckoo. And, but I just never would have thought Tyler Perry 
And then the way that they edited it, the editing is masterful. Wonderful. By the way, taking a turn, but what do you think of Barbara's fashion? Oh, but horrible. Barbara is is a value negative. I do not care for Barbara. She is constantly dressed like... It's like, if I just picture her, she's in a short sleeve, horizontally striped green shirt, high-waisted pants, and for whatever reason, those horn necklaces, which she seems to own a variety of, and are they real horns? I have no idea. I have no idea. It's like she knew that Luann did big statement necklaces, so she thought, I need a thing, but it's a very weird thing. And also, her um, fake tan and hair, really bad. I think she just needs a different styling, like big time. Yeah, I think if she comes back, she'll have a glow up. Everybody always looks a little rough on their first season of Housewives. They don't know how to dress and do makeup for on camera yet, and right. there's always an adjustment. I know. And then there's Sonia, who's just like, "I'm I'm doing makeup however I want." Um. I know. And by the way, Sonia is stunning. I just I'm always captivated by her beauty, even when they catch her like in her glasses in her bed or putting up towels. At she her looks apartment better windows. that way. So she's gorgeous. Yeah. Now. What do you think about Tinsley and Scott? her whole situation? I love Tinsley's hair. She, she was an inspiration to me. I cut my hair a couple of weeks ago and I was like, I'm just She's going, really improved. I'm going full Tinsley. I'm just gonna, I, mean, I don't have straight hair, but same. I Wait, went for the same way. Have I seen you since you no. cut your hair? No, you haven't. Oh. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. I know. Okay. You got to oh, wow, wow, wow. come get your Uggs as well. Um, so I really like Tinsley. She ultimately makes me really sad. Like, I think that she in many ways is like, this is mean, but like a cautionary tale. And, uh, Mm. and it's sad. I mean, nothing will be as sad as when she celebrated the picture of her frozen eggs and said, these are my babies, but just kind of like always bringing her mom around everyone questioning her about Scott. It's sad. Such a turn on Dale. I have really turned on Dale. I used to love Dale. I thought she was, like, I love a housewife, like a fun housewife's mom moment. Like, D on Dallas is fabulous. Um, I think her name was Elsa on Miami. God rest that franchise's soul. Sure. Um, Loved Elsa. But Dale, I used to adore. And while I still think she looks great, when she told, the first when she walked in wearing Tinsley's ex's new wife. Oh yeah, that was horrible. That's not acceptable. And then on top of it, she said to Tinsley, who she knows, her daughter, who she knows, is wanting so badly a child of her own that she thinks her ex's baby with his new wife is the most beautiful child she has ever seen. I know, it was so mean. Oh, it was so mean. And it shed this new light for me on, oh my God, this is kind of why Tinsley is the way she is. I think she's perhaps over the years developed so much insecurity from just the things her mother has said to her and saying this very hurtful thing in such a kind way was deeply unsettling to me. Yeah. I, that's a really good point. That was a really just, it was like played with like funny music in the background, but that was like really mean and hurtful towards Tinsley. Poor Tinsley. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, like it wasn't Troubling. like dramatic. Yeah. I totally agree. And like, I just feel like Dale is, is a nefarious force in her life. I'm just, I'm just not mm. sure Tinsley has ever surrounded herself with good people. Yeah. And I don't think Scott's the answer for her. I don't. I agree. I, I think she needs an, old, an older man, honestly. Like, like in his somebody- 50s? 
Well, just like older enough in that he can appreciate, because what Tinsley does seem to want to be, and she said things like this, is she wants to host things and, and kind of be this like really beautiful put together wife who, uh, you know, checks all those boxes. And so I think she needs a guy who's a little bit more set in his life and his ways who like wants someone to come in and do those things. Scott still seems to be like doing his business and busy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't think he actually needs what Tinsley wants to be. Right. Yeah. I, I don't think Scott's committed enough or around enough to be honest. Just, just one woman's no. opinion. Um, let's talk very briefly about Beverly Hills. We we can't even we can't even mm-hmm. do the whole thing. But um, I need to know, like, whose side are you on? Wow. Well, I just interviewed Dorit Kemsley oh, a no. couple of days ago. How did you? How yeah. does your ear survive? Do you like her? I do like Dorit. Actually, I just could listen to her talk all day. Like PK. Like I could just listen to her. Lauren, it's a made up accent. Doing baby. That's not a real (laughs) accent. She just like that's like for. I I don't know where that came from. I know it's kind of a Madonna thing. I think she's just been around a British man, and she's also combining it with kind of her Connecticut accent. It's it's, so weird. It's beautiful to me in in a strange way. That's very giving of you. Well, she kind of said to me, you know, I, I, here's the thing. She didn't actually say very much. I get the feeling at this point, we're just going to have to wait and see how all this plays out at the reunion. Because the thing is, it really is not that big of a controversy, this dog thing. I know. I think the problem is, and why it's so confusing for viewers, that it's really all tangled up in, obviously, years of these women feeling like Lisa Vanderpump was manipulating things, Lisa Vanderpump denying it. I mean, the flashbacks have been probably the most fascinating thing to me when they'll cut back to footage that yeah. we as viewers kind of forgot, like Lisa and Adrian Maloof talking about, you know, Lisa allegedly selling a story. I don't think that Lisa Vanderbilt sells stories. She doesn't need the money. Um, I think that... I think Rinna sells stories. Interesting, interesting. I think Rinna sells stories. Okay, whose side so, are you on? So I just want to say, in case you're not caught up on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, watch it. This season has been dominated by a plot line in which Dorit adopted a dog from Lisa's Vanderpump dogs. She then returned the dog, and then the dog itself ended up in a shelter where they kill dogs. So um, Dorit was really upset. I mean, Lisa was very upset. Dorit was very much on the wrong. And then Teddy Mellencamp got dragged into this by by, um, Lisa, employees at Vanderpump Dogs, like, giving Teddy info to use against Dorit because they had an outstanding fight. And now everyone's mad at Lisa for being, like, a manipulative... Um, behind-the-scenes puppeteer, basically. Would you say that sums it up? Mm-hmm. And Yes, I mean, I yes. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, I just, well, I think that, yes, that definitely sums it up. I think that Teddy has made herself seem to be some kind of victim here. I hate when, Teddy. at the end of the day, Teddy, you were very voluntarily yeah. wanting to help in this plot. <laughs> so, and here's the thing. Ultimately, this this comes down to Kyle versus Lisa. That's kind of, at the end of the day, what where we are. And they had this big blowout fight this week. Kyle has been a bad friend to Lisa for many years. For all of the clips they're showing of, like, Lisa being manipulative, whatever, Kyle is not loyal. Like, she is just not. And she's always, like, getting into these fights with Lisa and making Lisa apologize to her. And I don't really know why. Like, I used to ride so hard for Kyle, like, always wanted to be on her side. But I'm a Lisa Vanderpump girl. I I stand with LVP. And I just think the other women are jealous because LVP, she's got two shows. She's 
she's printing cash over there on Robertson in Santa Monica. She's mm-hmm. like legitimately successful. She doesn't need to sell stories. She just has like a a, a new opening in Vegas. Like things are going well mm-hmm. for Lisa Vanderpump. And I think that they are really jealous. I really do. Well, do I think that Lisa maybe over the years has suggested something or had a discussion about the way that things should go in the group? Of course, it's a reality show. There needs to be drama. And by the way, none of these women are bringing very much drama to the table. So maybe Lisa needed to be doing that. Like I said, if you compare it to New York, okay, Erica, Kyle, Lisa Rinna, all of them, they don't talk about like having a fight in their marriage. They don't talk about, you know, they don't really go out and like get lit and get crazy like yeah. some of the other women do. They're not bringing a ton to the table. As much as I do, by the way, adore all of them. Yeah. But I, I, I like Rena, I, even though I think she's a selling story. Oh, I do too. I will say, I mean, Lisa Rena, <laughs> Lisa Rena says things and that's enough for me. Like they all bring a little bit, but I do think that Lisa Vanderpump was maybe helping with the story of the show. And there, I, <sighs> I have turned on Kyle a little bit I because it really struck me when Lisa was telling Kyle, Kyle, my brother just died. You know, her brother, uh, I believe, suicide. killed himself. Yeah, he committed suicide. Yes. And Kyle said, Lisa, I have a lot going on too. That's yeah, horrible. <laughs> I just thought, that is so cold. And I think Lisa has maybe always been so strong that they really were these women were just going after her and not being sensitive to the reality of, of the pain that she was experiencing. I know. And it was interesting to me. I think Lisa said on her blog that she had asked that this season out and had ended up agreeing to, to film anyway and that she maybe should have passed this season out. Right, right. Yes, she does have a lot going on. She just is like just a fuller person than the other, other women, in my opinion. I don't, or at least... So what did you think of the big blowout between Lisa and Kyle and Ken as well? Well... I just, it just had to have been really bad because we've had Ken on TV for so many years and never seen him like that at all. Like, at all. His face got very red. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I just think that in every time she gets into a fight like that, Kyle just seems messy and out of order and, and over the line. I don't know. I don't think Kyle's equipping herself very well. What did you think? Well, some people were criticizing Ken, you know, saying that Ken shouldn't have yelled at a woman like that. Oh, God. But- Whatever. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think he was just raising his voice at her. He was trying to uh, behind the scenes. He'd probably heard from Lisa a lot of things she was heard about and it had all built up to that moment. Yeah. I I really think, and this happens on Beverly Hills a lot. This season has been better, but there's just been so much convoluted drama off camera. Yeah. That it's all getting so confusing at this point. I have to say, after that fight, I mean, we've seen that in the teaser, we'd seen a tease of it in the first episode. After this fight, I'm kind of wondering, like, what's where the show? Go from here yeah, and why I'm going to watch it. Yeah, I know. Like, I almost just want to cut to the reunion right now because the whole season has been this Lisa versus everyone drama. Yeah, I don't really want to watch the rest. I just want to cut to the reunion and see it all hashed out. The one thing I have really enjoyed watching, would like to continue watching, is Denise Richards. She, I, I was like, didn't care at all that she's on the show. She's by far the most normal woman on the show, the most down to earth, and like. Really kind of interesting. Hearing her talk about Charlie Sheen is fascinating. Seeing her daughter on the phone with Charlie Sheen is fascinating. Her whole, like, rapid marriage. I, I really like her, and I'm surprised by how much I like her. Completely agree. 
She's I, dope. I, at first, I thought she was honestly a little boring, but she's kind of just a little bit of a breath of fresh air when you need it at different points of the episodes. Um, it's uh, she, she does like really just pop up right when you need her. The a peak of the season is when they're in the Palmas and she just like wears like kind of like a regular person's outfit to dinner and then all the other women dress up like in, in the fancy pajamas, glam squatted up. It was so funny. I loved it. Hilarious, especially because she is the one of all of them. I mean, except for maybe Lisa Renna, who probably has the most experience like glamming up for events. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. It was just so funny. She was like, I thought like, we were on vacation. She's probably been to the Oscars before. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it was just funny. It was so good. So, so good. Um, Lauren, I want I want to urge you to watch Mexican Dynasty so you can come back. You can come in person and we can dive into that show because it is so, it is wacky and I love it. One of the characters is First Cousins with Mauricio Umansky. <gasps> Juliet, for you, I'm going to do this. I've heard it's good. You've cemented it for me. I am going to watch Mexican Dynasty. It, it really is good. We'll have to talk about it. You're going to love it. Uh, Lauren, great to talk to you as always. Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you soon. Can't wait to come see your haircut. Thank you, Julia. Thanks. Bye. Thanks so much to Chris Ryan and Lauren Zima, and of course, to The Real Real. Own iconic luxury items at unreal values with The Real Real, the leading reseller of authenticated luxury from top designers at up to 90% off retail. Every item is authenticated by The Real Real's team of experts, and new arrivals come in daily. New customers receive an automatic $25 off at checkout. Shop in-store, online, or download the app and get 20% off select items with the promo code REAL. TheRealReal.com with the promo code REAL.